to another episode of the Firebird Lights Formula One podcast, a podcast focusing on all things Formula One, such as race reviews and interesting things about the sport, as well as branching out into other series, such as F2, F3, as well as more. Please don't forget to rate this podcast where available, and be sure to follow our social media at Firebird Lights Podcast on Instagram and at Firebird Lights F1 on Twitter. In this episode, I'll be previewing this weekend's Grand Prix held at the Algarve International Circuit in Portimao, Portugal. But before considering this weekend's race, let's go over what happened last time out in Portugal. 2020 saw the return of F1 to Portugal after over 20 years away, and it was the first time a Grand Prix had been held at this circuit, although testing has been done there before. The race was notable for seeing Lewis Hamilton become the most successful F1 driver in history in terms of race wins, surpassing Michael Schumacher's record to take his 92nd win. Due to the recently resurfaced track, quali was definitely interesting last year, with Mercedes setting their P1 and P2 times on the medium tyre, which is something that's very weird to see. Hamilton ended up on pole, which isn't a surprise, followed by Bottas, Verstappen, Leclerc, Perez in his racing point, and then Albon in sixth, which sounds about right. Despite a Merck 1-2 in quali, which was the norm last year, the race wasn't business as usual. Perez and Verstappen made contact on the first lap, dropping Perez back, and drivers who had started on the mediums, which had been so fast in quali, which were Hamilton, Bottas and Leclerc, also dropped back. This led to Carlos Sainz taking the lead in his McLaren on lap 2, where he managed to hold off until lap 6. Although admittedly he didn't last long in the lead, once the medium tyres of the car behind started to work, it was nice to see a different car in the lead, and something we might see again this year with the McLaren looking so good. Kimi Raikkonen also had a mega first lap, driving like it was 2005, gaining something like 10 positions, but he would eventually finish 11th as he dropped back. F1's return to Portugal last year wasn't without controversy however. First, Verstappen managed to earn himself a place in the bad books of the whole of Mongolia, using a slur to refer towards Lance Stroll, and he was accused of racist and derogatory language, however I don't think he got more than a slap on the wrist for this in the end, as Red Bull dealt with it internally, and we all know what that means after the whole Mazepin thing. There are also track limits issues, which is not a surprise, with something stupid like 125 laps being deleted in the practice sessions and quali. I think Alex Albon suffered the most from this, um, but then again, he did just kind of suffer the whole season, so business as usual. Expect issues in this area again this weekend, as there are three corners being monitored for track limits, and the corners also have different markers for how far they're allowed to go off the track, and I can't imagine that will be confusing at all for drivers driving at 200 miles an hour, so yeah. DRS has also been revised for this weekend, as there were issues with it last year. Another DRS zone has been added on the back straight. Um, drivers have said that they don't think it will make overtaking too easy, but it should hopefully inspire better racing through the final sector. More notably, the DRS zone on the main straight has been shortened by like 120 metres compared to last year, because last year, coupled with a headwind, DRS overtakes were a bit too easy on the straight, it was a bit like going down a motorway. Um, and with the lack of another DRS zone, the like, DRS trains started to form. Hopefully the revisions for this weekend should prevent the issues that we saw last year. Um, but then again, I don't think the FAA should be blamed too much for what happened last year because it was the first time they've raced there and they have tried to fix it this year, but we don't know how well they'll do. There are also some complaints from the drivers last year about the fact that the uh, surface was really slippy because it had only just been redone to, and so it was really slippy, but it's only had like six months since the last race until this weekend, so I'm not entirely sure how much better it'll have been. And also there's been reduced like racing anyway and I think MotoGP were there but 
well, they don't put down anywhere near the same amount as rubber as an F1 car, so it might still be a bit slippy. Moving on, let's talk about this weekend. As is going to be the case for much of this season, Red Bull really do need a good quality from Perez to enable Verstappen to fight off the two Mercedes. This should be helped by the fact that in my opinion Red Bull probably do still have the edge in quality. Merck getting the pole in Imola, at least in my opinion, was due to Red Bull mistakes rather than Mercedes pace. Um, I think Verstappen could have got it had he not made mistakes on his final lap. And Hamilton likely outdrove his car, as I mean Bottas only qualified in P8 and you know he's never been that bad in the past. It was a shame that we never really got to see much of Merck v Red Bull action in the race like in Bahrain as the first lap under wet conditions where Verstappen overtook Hamilton isn't really representative of true pace um, and Hamilton had his incident before he managed to go wheel to wheel with Verstappen and it was never going to happen after that. So there are some questions still to be answered. With that being said, I'm sure Bottas languishing in P9 before being unceremoniously booted off the circuit by Russell shows that the Merck has at least some issues that need to be ironed out. It's never been a particularly good car to drive in traffic, which has never really been an issue before as the only cars I've ever encountered have been waved past with a blue flag. So so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Verstappen on pole and Perez on the second row, third or fourth. I don't think he's quite capable of keeping Hamilton off the front row, but I think he's more than capable of out-qualifying Bottas. It's, I mean, the circuit was like very strong for Mercedes last season, so I don't think it'll be easy for them, but at the same time, I do think it'll happen. Max will be feeling confident after his impressive win in Imola. Um, he scored a podium in Portugal last season, so my money's still on him to win the race in the end. Bottas is looking to reignite his season. I mean, he's currently fifth in the championship in what's the second fastest slash first fastest on some weekend's car. Um, it, I mean, it wasn't unfortunate DNF in Imola, but he was practically nowhere in Bahrain compared to Hamilton and Verstappen. So I think he's either going to produce a really put together weekend or overdrive and lose his head completely. I honestly don't know which it's going to be. Moving down the order, McLaren had another very good weekend in Imola. They are honestly unrecognisable from the team that was finishing 9th in the Constructors just a few seasons ago, and the switch to Merck engines really hasn't seemed to cause them the disruption that many feared it would. I'd say they're a safe bet for 3rd in the Constructors, unless Ferrari pull some magic out of Maranello, which I can't really see happening considering the focus on next season's regs. When Ricardo gets up to speed, I think they'll be flying, um, and I think this weekend we're going to see a Ricardo that's even more comfortable in his new car. He has the raw pace, but his long runs really don't seem to be there yet, as Lando started lapping so much faster than him after being let past the other week. I think that the McLarens are going to qualify you now P7, P4, and take home some serious points. I don't think they're going to be in podium contention like in Imola, without some accidents or poor qualities from Red Bull and Mercedes, but you know, never say never. Ferrari, and more likely Charles, are probably the biggest threat to McLaren coming into this weekend. Charles has finished 6th and 4th this season so far and has been ever present near the front of the grid, which is surprising considering how much of an absolute dog the Ferrari was last year. He's looking good, finished 4th at this circuit last year and I expect to see him very close to Lando, but I do think that Lando will probably finish ahead. I expect to see Sainz and Ricardo closer together, yep, you know, behind their teammates, as neither driver is fully there with their new car. I think the McLarens will out-qualify the Ferraris on Saturday for sure, but in the race, I really can't call it. Now then, Pierre Gasly and his Alpha Tauri could be one to watch. He qualified 9th last year, but managed to finish 5th in a car that 
was not that fast. Ahead of both McLarens, both Renaults and Alex Albon in his Red Bull who finished 13, though I'm sure he was trying his best. Gasly's looked very good so far this season and he's got unlucky in both races so far. A collision in Bahrain and just a disrupted race in Imola haven't shown his true pace yet, especially not if his qualities have been anything to go by. This weekend I expect Gasly and his teammate Sonoda to be taking out some serious points or you know fighting for them at least. Anyway, now we've considered the best, we need to talk about the rest. To get it out of the way quickly, Haas are going to be last. Schumacher will probably finish a country mile ahead of Mazepin however, notwithstanding an act of God. I think the Alfa Romeos will probably be, you know, 14th, 15th, as they love to be. Um, they could be fighting for points, but I think they'd fall short. Raikkonen got close in Imola, but a penalty took him out of the points. Um, I think there's just too many faster cars ahead of them for them to get points. I really don't think it's too bold to say that it's going to be Alpine and Aston fighting over P10, P9, etc. They're both failing up to live up to expectations. Vettel and Alonso are not looking that great, despite the six world championships this year. Alonso did inherit points in Imola due to a penalty to Kimi, and his teammate Ocon only managed to finish ninth. To be fair to the Astons, it wasn't their fault that their brakes melted on the grid, but Vettel has had horrid luck anyway, so you know, I don't expect too much out of him. I'd expect points from Stroll, maybe. He did get a P8 in Imola, however I don't think the Alpines nor Vettel will be making an appearance in the top 10 this weekend. On a more positive note, Russell was only 1.1% off pole in Imola, which is the closest Williams have come since Bottas in 2016 in Mexico where he qualified P8. Honestly, I think Williams are gunning for their first Q3 appearance in a very long time with Russell this weekend, and at any rate I won't be surprised to see him both in Q2 again like last weekend. Latifi looks to be finding a little bit of pace, maybe he might outqualify Russell at some point this season, but I would not put any money on it, however I wouldn't be surprised to see him out of Q1. Honestly, I really do think Russell's only a few lucky retirements and a decent race away from points this weekend, all he has to do is not pumped into the side of a Mercedes. Now, we need to make some predictions for this weekend. My first prediction, which is either going to be a safe prediction or I'm going to look stupid, is that Verstappen's going to win. Nothing's guaranteed, I'll admit, and despite the speed of the Red Bull, Mercedes should not be written off, and a Verstappen win is dependent on a good quality from Perez should Bottas pull his finger out and get near the front of the grid again. I don't think Max can hold off the two Mercs on his own, but with help from his teammate, I do think the win is there. Next, I think that Russell is going to score his first points for Williams. He hasn't done it yet, obviously, because he keeps crashing. He's got close at Imola twice, and with a few retirements, like I just said, and without parking his car on Bottas, Mr. Saturday stands a decent chance of getting the job done on Sunday. Next, I think Norris is going to be best of the rest, both in quali and in the race. And by the rest, I mean anyone who's not Red Bull and Mercedes. The McLaren looks fast. He looks fast and the team are on good form in general. Anyway, thank you for listening. That's all for this episode. A review of the race will be released on Tuesday. And if you enjoyed, please follow the podcast and give it a rate where possible. Don't forget to follow our social media at 5 Red Lights Podcast on Instagram and at 5 Red Lights F1 on Twitter. Thanks again for listening. Let's all pray for a good race on Sunday and see you later.